Welcome to the Wordsmith's Edge, the official podcast of DHK Creations and Publications, LLC, with your hosts, Carrie Elizabeth and Elizabeth May Wolfram, published authors and entrepreneurs, helping wordsmiths find their edge and catch their dreams one sentence at a time. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are here with the Wordsmith's Edge with a self-published Christian author, Bella. Her pen name is E.G. Bella. You can find her short story on Amazon. And I'm so excited today to talk to her about her full-length novel, Cabin Girl. Hi, Bella. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really neat opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, you know, a little bit about Cabin Girl, just kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am, like you said, E.G. Bella. I typically go by Bella. I've been writing since I was really little. So this is a really fun opportunity to get to write and share these stories. I am a Christian. So a lot of my books have faith themes, which is another added blessing of just getting to write those kind of stories. And yeah, so far I've only released the one short story and I'm really excited to be branching out into full-length novels now. So Cabin Girl is, like I said, first full-length novel. I've been working on it for almost exactly five years now. So it's a young adult historical adventure about pirate faith and family. I love it. I love it. So a Christian pirate novel that's, I, I mean, I've read Cabin Girl. I got to read your advanced reader copy and I loved it so much. Seriously finished it in one sitting, like two hours, I think. Just could not put it down. And I love the dynamic of having a Christian pirate novel. So what made you want to write this particular story or this particular type of story? That is a really good question. And I don't even know exactly. Um I started writing it as part of a writing program that I took in high school, and we were supposed to come up with a story idea to turn into a novel as part of this course. And they had some little story starters that were just really vague, really broad, just to kind of get you thinking and get ideas flowing. And there was a pirate one that just drew my attention, and I never thought that I would write a pirate novel, but the ideas just popped up, and they were so vivid from the start that I I don't know, I got really excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. So... What are some of the main themes in Cabin Girl? I loved I loved the lessons. I loved the themes that were in your story. So let's talk a little bit about them. I would say some of the main themes would be, I guess, faith, first of all. That's definitely one of the most prominent in there. And along with that is redemption. I think to get a little bit more specific, that was one that I didn't intend to put in the story necessarily. It just came naturally, which I think made it stronger. So in in all of the characters, there's the themes of redemption. Courage plays a big part and a lot of just learning to trust and who you should trust. Maybe not certain people and things like that, but trusting God through these really dark situations. That's awesome. And I definitely got a lot of that. I love watching Erin through this difficult time where her future was not certain, but she still chose to trust God even in the hard times. And that was just something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, it hit hard, hit close to home because it's like I've been through some tough situations in my life where future wasn't certain. And just having those emotions and having that reminder of to trust God even through those times was just something that really, really drew me in. And I just... 
yeah, I kept reading. And so, I'm so glad. yeah, what were, what was some of the things that you wanted to accomplish through your story? I guess one of the main things like you were just talking about is, you know, I think everybody can relate to having some situations in their life that are really uncertain and really dark. Um, and you don't necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I guess something I wanted to accomplish is just show how God can work, even in these situations where you have no idea. And I can relate to that, but I've seen God come through in some really remarkable, unexpected, crazy ways. So obviously most people can't relate to being kidnapped by pirates or, you know, certain things like that. But I think we can all relate to some of those themes. And I just wanted to spread a little bit of that hope and truth for maybe if someone reads it and they are going through one of those dark times. Absolutely. I love it. I know you talked a little bit about um, where you kind of got the idea. It was a prompt in high school, but was there any particular moment that inspired Cabin Girl or or just really hit you in another way? Maybe like, I don't know, something that really inspired the events of Cabin Girl. Definitely yes. did start with the prompt in that book, in the story starter. And what happened when I read that was a certain character popped into my head that reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever seen the Disney adaptation of Treasure Island. It's Treasure Planet. Um, And so, yes. So when I read that story starter, that's kind of what it reminded me of. And so this one specific character um, of the captain just came into my head. And I think that was the moment where as soon as the captain showed up in my mind, the rest of the story kind of just wrote itself around it or started to. So yeah, I would say the story definitely started with him as soon as he came to mind. That's awesome. And the captain is one of the best characters. I just felt like the captain was just so real and the perfect example of a pirate captain. But then there was also, there's a deeper side to him. And I loved that. I loved seeing that because you kind of don't see that a lot. Well, thank you. He's he's my favorite. I know you're not supposed to pick favorite characters because it feels kind of like picking favorite children, but I can't help it. So <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. He, he was probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I love them. So how much research went into the writing of Cabin Girl? Because you really got into some details of just, you know, the way the ship worked, you know, the, the country, the world, like you just did so good at building everything up and making it feel really real. Thank you. That was definitely uh, a lot of research went into it. Not at the start. That was one of my earliest mistakes was I just kind of relied on, yeah, I've read pirate books before and just wrote the first draft. And it wasn't until some people read that and were telling me, you know, this doesn't seem all that realistic that I had to go through and actually research, which was good. But I spent about I think I gave myself uh, about a solid month of just go through and research to my heart's content before I started rewriting. Um, so yeah, that included how ships worked um, and, and typical layouts of that time period and the city of Morocco and Ireland and how they dressed and things like that. Um, I even went as so far to find the specific spots on Google Map and see how many miles it was and about how many miles a ship could travel in a day with certain conditions and kind of map mm-hmm. out how long these journeys took. And yeah, it was pretty in-depth. And I'm so glad to be past that part of the research because it's not my favorite part, but it was really important. Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely paid off because like I said, you wrote a book that feels real. And I love like 
it takes place in settings that everybody knows, everybody's kind of familiar with. You know, we've all heard of Morocco, we've all heard of Ireland. And so it just added another level of realism to have all of that information and all of that research woven into the story. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So was there anything that has kind of stuck with you with researching? Maybe a cool fact or maybe, I don't know, just something that has stuck with you and stayed in your mind? Yes. Oh, which one can I pick that won't be spoilers? Um, so that I guess there was one that I was researching and I'd never heard of before um, that I didn't get to use. So I'll go with that one. And it was, you know, with pirate flags, we usually associate like black and white flags with pirates, you know, the skull and crossbones, things like that. Um, and so what I found in a few different places when I was researching was that actually back then, they did use the black and white, but it was the red pirate flags that you would have to watch out for because while like the black and white meant, you know, you should surrender, <laughs> that you were in trouble, the red basically communicated that there wasn't going to be any mercy shown. So you were really in trouble if they caught up with you, that there was basically oh, wow. no hope for survival. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And I had never heard about that before. So I really wanted to use it and it just, there was never a good time, but I have remembered that because I think it's just really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. <laughs> what a cool little fact. Yeah, so there's a lot of those little facts just kind of hidden away. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you already talked a little bit about the captain being your favorite character, but are there any deep personal connections with any of the characters? I think the character that I would say I have the most personal connection with is Aaron. She, you know, I started writing this when I was 16. And so that she kind of grew up with me as I was writing this because it's taken so long. Um, and so she at first started off being more of a carbon copy of me. I didn't develop her very well. And so that was one of the things I had to work on in later drafts was giving herself more personality. You know, I understood her because I was very much like her, but it didn't carry across in the book. So I, I definitely relate to her in a lot of just how she thinks and kind of her personality type definitely relate to her a lot. That's awesome. And she's, you know, she's a strong character and I loved, I loved following her. She just, <laughs> she was a character that I was rooting for. Like I, yeah, I wanted to see her happy, see her succeed. And I loved learning about her backstory and where she came from and, you know, the difficulties that she's experienced. Yeah. She's a very wonderful character. That's wonderful. Yeah. She's definitely, I feel like I relate to her a lot in, I wish that I was as strong of her. I feel like she grew and grew past me in some of her character development. So now I also kind of look up to that character arc a little bit too. That's awesome. So are there any of the characters that are maybe inspired? We've already talked about the captain being inspired by the captain on Treasure Planet. Um, but any of them that are inspired by people you know in real life or anything like that? Um, a little bit. Not so much in personality, I guess. Um, thankfully, I don't know anyone quite like the captain. <laughs> um, names I had a lot of fun with. There were a lot of the names that were inspired by people I knew. Um, so far as all of my family members, uh, my parents and all of my siblings have some kind of cameo as far as their name within the book, uh, mostly in the pirate crew. And I actually am realizing I don't think all of my siblings even know this, but they are <laughs> referenced in some way or another where, you know, it's my brother's middle name is this pirate's first name or 
a meaning of my sister's name is a pirate's nickname and things like that, which is really fun to throw in there on random characters. That's fun. Have that little family connection kind of woven into the story. That's really cool. Yeah, they were a big support system when I started writing it. So it just kind of was a fun little tie-in. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, keeping up with the theme of characters, can you kind of give us an insight to what developing your characters look like? How did you get to know them? How did you make them real to yourself? I wish that I had a really streamlined process to lay out for you. I don't. Characters are one of the things that I feel like I have to work on the least, I guess, compared to some things like descriptions, I'm pretty awful at right off the bat and things like that. So they were pretty real to me to start with, which gave me some pretty good head start into writing their parts in the book. But really, when I would reach a place that I didn't know what their motivation was, I didn't really know why they were acting this way or how they should act. Something I did a lot would, I would do character interviews um, where, yeah, you go through and you just write both sides of it, or at least I would do it that way, where I'm kind of writing my questions and then writing their answers. And if they're evasive and they're not giving me straight answers, I would just really drill into them. And it's surprising how well that worked. So I did I did a lot of character interviews, especially on some of the smaller characters that you don't really see, but you still have to have motivations for their actions. So that worked really well for me. I love that. I've used, I've used some of the uh, character interviews a little bit and yeah, it's hard for me to do it. Um, for some reason, I, I don't know all the answers for my own character. Our characters surprise us. And I think that's a good thing, right? If we don't yeah. know everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It They become so real whenever you don't know everything about them. It's like, you know, you have to discover. And it's like what you do with a friend or something. You learn yeah. more about them as you go on. So, yeah, that's just really awesome. So what are some of your favorite scenes in the book or some of your favorite scenes to have written? I loved so many. (laughs) Oh man, again, this feels not as much like picking a favorite child, but it's still hard. I think in general, I really love any scenes with the captain and Aaron, um, especially the middle to the end of the book. I think I really love just kind of seeing their dynamic as things change and progress and there's understanding and there's fights and a bunch of jabs. Those were really fun um, where when I would edit, those were always my favorite scenes to finally get to. And then writing, I changed chapters around. So I think it's, it is later in the book, but I had one scene where it's a turning point in the story. um, And there's just a lot of action things it's definitely at the by the end of the chapter things have changed a little bit and there's a turning point and that is one of my favorite scenes that I've ever written it just flowed so easily and was really fun and yeah it's I think that would be probably my top favorite yeah yeah I loved I loved Aaron and the captain I love their whole dynamic (laughs) (laughs) and I was gonna say probably whenever oh yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but it's hard. Of, yeah, yeah. All of the scenes between the captain and Aaron, their conversations, their dynamic. I love that. I'm I, I so want more yeah. I want more characters like them. So <laughs> the plot twist. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I was reading it, I I had to put my phone down. Cause I was like, what just happened? 
<laughs> yeah, I had to take a moment to like process it and then get back to reading because after that I was like, okay, I'm finishing this book. <laughs> but yeah, so did you always intend for that to be in the story or did that kind of surprise you? That was actually planned from the very start. Um, it Yeah, it came with the characters as the characters were showing up. Um, I just kind of got a picture of where everything was going to go. And yeah, it, it was surprising at the time, I guess, but it was from the very beginning. Um, I didn't know how exactly it was going to work out, but it was really fun to discover that. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I was I had the, no notion of that happening. Those are the best reactions. Those are the ones that make my day. You know, some people have told me, even just between like my brother read it years ago and saw it coming a mile away. And, you know, some people just do that and that's fine. Yeah. It's still, it's enjoyable, but I love the reactions from people that, you know, my sister never saw it coming and it was amazing. So yeah, yeah, you did. You did a good job at building up the lens of what this event looked like <laughs> or what it was supposed to look like and how it was different from the truth. I, I don't want to give anything away, like yeah, not even yeah. a little bit, but yeah. Good job on that. That completely shocked me. Well, thank you. That makes my day. Awesome. So something I noticed is that obviously you write clean fiction. Obviously you're a Christian and I love clean fiction. I'm very passionate about it, but I also love fiction that doesn't shy away from the difficult or hard subjects. And you definitely did not shy away from that at all. I mean, you it deals with kidnapping, it deals with death, it deals with all of that. So what are some things that you kept in mind while writing these difficult scenes? And how did you kind of keep them from becoming too much? So that is definitely, that was hard, figuring out the right balance. With any time, I think, again, we talk about everyone can relate to having those struggles. And so when I was writing this, I was very aware of the fact that you know, if I can relate to some of these, other people can as well. There are always other people that are going to be reading this and having their own memories pop up and things like that. So I guess there was a lot of prayer that went into it, especially right before I would write a scene like that. I knew it was going to be heavier. I knew it was going to be something that I needed to do really well and not just have it be darkness for the sake of action or anything like that. I really wanted it to have a point. So I really tried to if there was a dark something that happened or a discussion that happens about that kind of thing, it needed to have a point and it needed to be kept at a point where people can relate to it. And it doesn't shy away from helping the book seem more realistic that everybody deals with that, but it needed to not get too much where then it's hard for people to read or it's uncomfortable where it's too dark without hope. Yeah. I'm really trying to keep the hope in there because without the darkness, you can't, notice the light. So I guess just finding that balance in there is tough, but that's was kind of my goal anyway. Absolutely. And you did a wonderful job at addressing these, I mean, these difficult subjects and kept it real, kept it to where people knew it was happening without glorifying the darkness or being immersed in it. So yeah, yeah good job to you. I just, I have nothing but praise for your work and Cabin Girl and the whole story. It's just, yeah, it's an amazing story. Thank you. It's been a lot of years of prayer. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You said you were writing it for five years? From, yeah, in September, it's almost exactly five years from when wow. I got the idea to publishing. So yeah, neat milestone. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in five years of writing this, obviously this is probably a big part of your life, you know, working on it for five years. Are there any parts that are maybe inspired by your everyday life or your real life, anything like that? I think yes. Um, not in super obvious ways. Again, I've never been to Ireland. I've never, even though I want to, um, <laughs> I've yeah. never been kidnapped. I've never, you know, things like that. But a lot of the themes uh, that are in that book, definitely, they weren't even there at the beginning necessarily. But as I was growing and editing this book at the same time, I think a lot of the themes that I was learning in my life translated, including learning to have courage, learning to trust God through some really difficult times. Erin in general, her character arc and things that she's learned, a lot of my experiences translated to that. Yeah, just a lot of the themes. I think nothing super obvious, but then a lot of the themes and the inspirations. And I don't know, I think the dedication was in the file that I sent to you that you read. And so the book is dedicated to my older brother who passed away in 2014, but he shares a namesake with the captain. Not because personality-wise, they were very different, thankfully, but he was someone that I learned a lot with and was a big example to me in growth. Um, And he loved pirates. He loved, you know, we were kids playing pirates on the monkey bars and things like that. And so he definitely, I think, a lot of lessons that he taught me and a lot of things I learned around his life translated directly into that book as well. That's amazing. What a wonderful way to honor his memory. You know, yeah. that's, yeah, that's awesome. That definitely he would have adds, loved the character. <laughs> this definitely adds like a level of just you into your story, you know, knowing this, like it just, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was very interesting to see how everything turned out. It's, it's fun to read and just see all those little things that have gone in even without my thinking about it. Yeah, it's awesome. So, I mean, in five years, did you have any challenges writing this book and maybe some things that you have overcome? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I, yeah, (laughs) I would say, I guess, writing, the writing itself, something in that league that I've had to get better at is things like descriptions. You would think because I, I picture things very vividly in my mind and you'd think that that would really help to write descriptions, but instead I just forget that everyone else isn't seeing into my mind when they're reading that story and I just don't put descriptions. So I've definitely, that was a challenge. I had to really work in the last few drafts to actually describe on paper so other people can see what I want them to see. And then other than that, something that I really struggled with that was a big challenge, especially early on, was just discouragement. You know, not everyone is going to like your book. You can't write a book that absolutely everyone's going to like. And that is something that, yeah, I (laughs) struggled with. When I first wrote the story, it ended up, I wrote it. It was the first one that I had ever finished, the first full-length novel. And I was so on cloud nine after finishing it that I thought it was the most amazing book in the history of books and I entered it into this little competition and I was so excited and happy for it. And when the results came out, I ended up being the lowest possible rank, which meant that the judges had not wanted to read past 10 pages. And that was crushing. And so I, it, you know, it hit me really hard as a little 16 year old that was so excited that I finally finished a book. And so I had to take a little while of 
do I even continue doing anything with this book? Is it worth saving? And eventually I couldn't help myself because I really, I just loved the characters and that story so much that I couldn't stay away from it. And I thankfully had some people around me that also loved the story and the characters and saw the potential. Um, So I went back to it and I reread, I was trying to be objective and I'm like, if it was me being a judge, would I have read past 10 pages? And at that point, I came to the conclusion that I'm surprised they even read 10 because it was just a mess. Um, and so it really is a testament to how much I love these characters that it it was really bad at the start. It had potential, but it's had to have a lot of a lot of encouragement and a lot of perseverance and patience to really chisel away at the the trash and bring out the treasure so yeah, discouragement is definitely something I've had to really battle and continuously, you know, you get a bad review here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Well, I'm glad you kept writing and I'm glad you went back to it. What are some of the biggest things that helped you whenever you were discouraged? How did you kind of get out of that or how did other people help you get out of that? I think one like, of the ways that other people really, really, really helped were just being available. I had thankfully at that point, a family that, uh, really, really supported me in my writing. And that was amazing. They would every time I was feeling really discouraged and they were right there through the entire debacle of, of that competition and everything. Um, and they were just always there to listen as I vented about this, the scene that I can't figure out and these characters that I don't even like anymore. And somehow just talking to them about it, even if they really didn't even say much helped me come to the conclusion that, oh, no, I I do love this story and it's worth working on again. And I could get excited about it all over again through telling them. So that was super helpful. Just somebody being willing to sit and listen and tell me the things that they thought were good, even if there's so many errors, just trying to focus on the bright sides. Um, And a lot of times just taking a break and immersing myself in something similar to my story. So, you know, pirates, any kind of pirate soundtrack to be listening to or watching a movie, you'd get inspired all over again. So definitely, yeah, definitely a lot of those things, just being willing to be around um, and just being encouraging was a huge yeah. help. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I totally get what you're saying because that's what I do. And if I'm yeah. discouraged, I go and I'm like, okay, I need your help. And yeah, having someone just listen is a big thing to yeah like you said find that excitement again yeah sometimes you're too close to it to really see the potential that it does have you just see all the flaws so sometimes just stepping back and yeah chatting with somebody else really helps yeah absolutely absolutely so how many drafts did it take you to write and how is this current version that you're about to release different from those earlier versions So I think there were about three full drafts. Um, And by draft here, I mean complete rewrite where I would start with a blank document and I'd have the other one up for reference, but it was kind of a complete do-over. So there were about three full drafts and then I don't even know how many editing drafts. Um, You know, first full-length novel, I went through even editing in the wrong order and got the sentences great and then realized these huge glaring plot holes. So it didn't even matter because I had to delete all of that anyway. So there were a lot of drafts, just I lost count, <laughs> but a lot of rewriting, you know, in five years. And it changed. It did change a lot. The core of the story, I think, has always been the same. A lot of the themes develop over time. The characters have always stayed the same. They've been the one constant. But some of the motivations behind the characters, I guess, in the first version, Aaron wanted to be a doctor 
um, but less so with the intention of helping her family and helping other people and more so because she wanted to go and see the world. So then when she was kidnapped, it was the struggle of she feels loyal to her family and she knows she should go back and she does want to, but she also wants to seize this opportunity to see the world and be free, which she never thought was going to happen. And that ended up really, really changing. Her motivations are very different now. Um, And that mostly just came from the fact that I was having a hard time rooting for her when she is considering just abandoning her family. (laughs) It was kind of hard sometimes. It was understandable, but it was really hard to, yeah, be really fond of her and root for her when she's considering just running away with pirates. And it was a very different story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love her and I root for her and yeah, she's, she goes down as one of my favorite characters. I just, I love her so much. I love her strength through it all. Good job. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So what did your writing process look like for Cabin Girl? It changed a lot. In the start, it was one of my first full-length novels, so I didn't really have a process. I just wrote around school and and just typed it into a Word doc. Now, more recently, the process has been a bit more organized, thankfully. Um, And so I like to have music going. That really helps me kind of when my brain hears the music, that piratey soundtrack, I'm ready. I'm in the mood to work on it. I typically try not to edit as I go too much. Um, I'm such a perfectionist that if I try to edit as I'm writing new material, the rough draft, it just takes far too long. Um, And half the time I end up editing things that don't even matter in the long run, because I would either take it out or, you know, something comes up. So I try to write and keep writing and not let myself stop and go back until a set editing time later on. Early on, I did not do that. And that's probably why it took five years (laughs) to get to this point. So yeah, I try to just go as much as I possibly can. That's good. And yeah, my novel took me six years to write. Wow. Yeah. And it was because of I was editing as I went and it just takes so long. I totally get what you're saying. And I'm happy that you have found a more streamlined writing process. That's really important. Yeah. Hard to get to for sure. You know, you want to edit out all those mistakes right away. Yes. Something that's helped me is to keep a document um, either on my screen or an actual piece of paper and a pen. And if I know something's going to have to be changed, I just write it down that I'm going to have to edit it. That's helped a lot. That's a good thing to do. I don't do that. I just have to go back and find everything. (laughs) I might start doing that from now on because that's a great idea. It's helped me. Yeah, absolutely. When did you first realize that you wanted to become an author? Are you planning to be a full-time author or is this going to kind of be something you do on the side? I would love to be a full-time author. I think that's the the goal. Who knows if that will materialize in the way I want it to, but at least for now, it's on the side while, you know, get things going. Hopefully it'll be full-time and I have wanted to do that for a very long time. That was one of the things that as a little kid, I would tell my parents, you know, I want to write books. That was what I wanted to do. At the time, I wanted to do a million other things as well, just because I could not decide on what I wanted to do when I got older. But writing books and being an author has been the constant that that has not changed. As other things have fallen by the side, I just realized that I love writing books and telling stories all the more. So yeah, literally since I think I was writing 
basically as soon as I learned to write, I have little notebooks full of stories. And even before then I would color on pages and have my mom staple them together and tell the story, even though there were no words, just illustrations. So yeah, it's a, it's a long time and I would love to continue doing it for the rest of my life. That's awesome. So do you still have any of those early stories? I do. Yeah. Um, most of them were, I think, Little Mermaid ripoffs <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but yeah, we do have, I think I've shared a couple of the earliest ones on my blog about just little little ladybugs learning lessons and little me like to uh, tell parable stories. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think he'll ever like revisit those old stories and rewrite them and I don't know, maybe publish them? That would actually That's be really cool. cool. Yeah, I have some uh, that I wrote later on, you know, once I was probably more like 11, 12 kind of thing that I definitely do want to revisit. I don't know if I'll revisit too many of the the little, you know, Disney ripoff kind of ones, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that'll be fun. So what do you hope that your readers will take away from your book, take away from, you know, you as an author, as you're helping them, you know, you're creating stories? What is one big thing that you would love your readers to take away? Yes, I would love for readers to take away from both my books and me the message that God works in mysterious ways, because um, that is something that I have seen personally over and over and over again when I am, you know, I'm not expecting it. I don't think there's any way possible to get out of this situation or that there's something good that can come from this. No hope. God shows up and he works things in the most wonderful, crazy ways and that's something I want to communicate through my books is that that can happen and no matter what your circumstance, even in the books that may not have the explicit seems like the wrong word, but the explicit faith themes yes. where it talks about Christian, I still want there to always be those themes of hope and light and being able to trust that he's going to be there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. That's awesome. And I think you accomplished that with Cabin Girl. Absolutely. So I've had so much fun talking with you. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they follow you and keep up with your journey? Yeah, so I am, I guess, primarily, you can find me at my website, which is just egbella.com. I blog there. I have my books there. I'm trying to work up um, being able to sell directly from there. That's the best place. Otherwise, on on Instagram would be my other best place to find me as E.G. Bella again. And you can sign up for my newsletter, anything like that. Just however you want to stay connected. I would love to get to know more and more people that love these kind of stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Wordsmith's Edge brought to you by DHK Creations and Publications, LLC. We invite you to follow along on our brand new Instagrams at CarrieElizabethW and at Wolfram Writing to keep up with us on social media. If you're an author who would like to learn more about how we help authors self-publish, visit dhkcreations.com. Stay tuned for new episodes on the way.